0: in the Orchestra view.
1: Orchestra view? Where's that?
0: You
2: change you change four score and seven to to eighty
3: seven?
4: Oh, you can
2: take tomorrow. Oh, that view is tremendous.
4: A landing was made this morning on the coast of France by troops of the Allied
5: Expeditionary Force. I
1: don't blame them for
4: dyeing your hair I said, but... They waited too long to
6: bomb it. Time now for Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. Here with all his skips, scratches, and pops is my dad, Frank Baccarello.
7: Thanks, sweetie, and thank you for tuning into episode 88 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. It is unofficially Franklin Mint Month unofficially because I just made it up in order to get through all of the records that make up this special section of my dad's collection. So get ready for some sweet vocal performances in Volume 88, Greatest Jazz Singers Part 1. And once again, I will be using the great information from the enclosed booklet that is included in each box set of the greatest jazz recordings of all time to introduce each piece. Ethel Waters and James P. Johnson perform Guess Who's in Town from August 1928. Ethel Waters lived several musical lives and some non-musical. She started out in Black Vaudeville as a long-legged dancer and singer known as Sweet Mama Stringbean. She was one of the first black singers to be accepted as a pop singer on the same level with white singers. She made the original hit recording of Dinah. She became a musical theater star in As Thousand's Cheer and Cabin in the Sky, and a dramatic star in Mama's Daughter, and the member of the wedding on the stage and in Pinky in the movies. And finally, she became a star of the religious music world as part of the traveling troupe of Billy Graham. This recording shows the vaudeville Ethel Waters, the swinging jazz and scat singing waters, backed by the great and influential Harlem pianist James P. Johnson, the father of of Harlem Stride Piano.
1: Guess who's in town? I'm happy when I mention nobody but that man of mine. Guess who's around? All of my attention, nobody but that man of mine. When he goes by, weak eyes cry out for glasses. Who can deny he really does know his molasses? Oh me, oh my, who shows the world what class is? Nobody but that man of mine. Calling your reporters. If they want some news, got a headline story. They are free to use something great has happened. I've got a break and how you can bet I'm all set. Gonna meet him now. Oh, no, 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 Oh, guess who's in town? And is the main attraction Nobody but that man of mine Guess who's in town And giving me plenty action Nobody but that man of mine Listen to this We've got a date at seven And from his first kiss I'm gonna keep him busy till eleven If you're speaking of bliss Who's got the key to heaven Nobody but that man of mine I'm his brown-skinned Venus. We made a vow that the devil himself can't come between us. We don't care now. Tell all the world you've seen us. Nobody but that man, but that man of mine.
7: Ethel Waters singing Guess Who's in Town, accompanied by James P. Johnson on piano, was recorded August 21, 1928 and released on Columbia Records. Okay, why this album for this episode? Well, this Franklin Mint collection is one of my favorite parts of my dad's collection. If you're a regular listener to the show, you'll know that I actually started the collection early in my adult life and my dad had to finish it for financial reasons. But with the understanding, he got to keep the records, but I could borrow them anytime I wanted. And borrow them I did. This box set in general, the Jazz Singers, was... Not one I listen to often because I wanted to hear instruments, not voices. That, has, that is something that has changed in my life. Uh, this record specifically was not one that I played at all because, well, because if I didn't want to listen to Bing Crosby and Ray Charles in this same collection, why would I want to listen to a bunch of girls I never heard of? Um, forgive me. I was young. Uh, This and the other record in this box set with all female singers soon became among my favorites once I took them out and started really listening to them. I was pleasantly surprised, and I shouldn't have been. So now you will notice that even though this is record three of of a box set and record seven of the entire collection, this is part one of the greatest jazz singers, and I'm glad it is. The Boswell sisters perform It's the Girl, July 8, 1931. The three Boswell sisters, Connie, Val, and Martha, came out of New Orleans in the late 1920s singing vocal arrangements full of swinging trickery and breaks, key and tempo changes, instrumental sounds, and glisses. They were so far ahead of their time that when the Andrews sisters came along three years after the Boswell sisters broke up in 1935 and were singing in a relatively pale copy of the Boswell style, the Andrews were hailed as something unique. Yet the Boswells were so widely and popularly accepted that the habit of pop singers using pseudo-Southern accents had been attributed to the genuine Southern accents of the Boswells. They are backed by the Dorsey Brothers Studio Orchestra with whom they made many of the recordings. Connie, who wrote all the sisters' arrangements, is the soloist. And Joe Venuti's violin is also heard from. (laughs)
8: It's not the canoe. It isn't the river or sky that all blue. It isn't the love dreams that bring joy to you. It's a girl. Oh, it's a girl. It is the brooklyn that you always wonder to. it isn't a mountain flower all the morning dew it isn't the love that brings love to you it's a girl that makes you happy and it's a girl that makes you blue you offend them what a lonely world would be without them it isn't the song words the song that they sing it isn't the sunshine that makes you like rain so what is this magic all the thing is a girl. Oh,
6: it's
8: the girl. Some folks need atmosphere when they're making love. They say, "Oh, Mother Nature makes love." The lovers will complain that they need the shore. If you're a Romeo, you'll understand. It isn't the paddle, it's not the canoe. It isn't the river of skies that I'll do. It isn't the love dreams that bring joy to you, wherever you go, whatever you do. It's a girl, it isn't the brook that you wanted to do. It isn't the mounds and the flowers all the morning dew. It isn't the love nest that brings love to you. It's the girl... A girl
7: The Boswell sisters performing, It's the Girl, with Joe Tardo on double bass, Arthur Schutt on piano, Manny Klein on trumpet, Tommy Dorsey on trombone, Jimmy Dorsey on clarinet and alto saxophone, Joe Venuti on violin... Eddie Lang on guitar, Stan King on drums, and of course, Connie Helvetia and Martha Boswell, the Boswell Sisters, on vocals. That was recorded July 8, 1931, and it was released on Brunswick Records. Well, let me tell you about my dad's vinyl I have chosen for this episode. It's taken from the Franklin Mint box set, Various the jazz singers it's on the franklin mint record society label fm jazz 007 is its number it's part of the series the greatest jazz recordings of all time institute of jazz studies official archive collection it's a four vinyl lp compilation red box and red vinyl box set format Its country of release is Sweden, was released in 1982, and its genre is jazz. We are listening to record seven of the entire series and record three of the box set. We will hear seven of the 12 songs on this record. Now, there is a short intro section in the liner notes, but I'm going to read a highly edited version of it. The art of jazz singing covers a broad and amorphous field ranging from almost primitive blues to highly sophisticated supper club stylings. A jazz singer may be someone who sings in much the same way as a jazz instrumentalist improvises on his horn, or it may be someone who is nearly surrounded by jazz who sings in a jazz setting. A jazz singer can be a scat singer or a blues singer, a ballad singer, or someone who arbitrarily declares him or herself to be a jazz singer. All of the singers in this album have contributed their own special qualities to the art of jazz singing. Okay, let's see what prices this record is being sold at on Discogs.com. The highest came in at $58.37, the lowest at $9.18, for an average of $19.65 with a median of $12.13. It was last sold on April 2, 2022. I found one on eBay for $30. And of course, Amazon did not disappoint. There was one there for $124.95. Now, my dad's record is extremely clean. You can tell it wasn't played very much. The original plastic. Coating sleeves uh, keep these records in excellent condition. And uh, so does the box that they came in. Very sturdy. My dad's box is in great shape. And the internal booklet that I'm using to introduce tunes is in good condition, except maybe I've gotten a couple of fingerprints on it while I was scanning the photos and a couple more in that first break, I think. Okay. Next up, are you part of the Never Too Soon crowd, too? Mildred Bailey sings All Too Soon on June 13, 1941. Mildred Bailey was part Cordelin Indian, and she attributed to her Indian heritage the unusual quality of her high-pitched tone, which balanced the warm lower range of her voice. Be that as it may, she had an instinctive feeling for jazz phrasing and was one of the first white singers to make a mark as a jazz singer. She did it in a very unlikely situation, in Paul Whiteman's massive band in the late 1920s, but in Whiteman's band she met Red Norvo who played xylophone, not vibes, with Whiteman. They married, and when he formed a big band with which she sang, they became Mr. and Mrs. Swing. By the time she made this recording of one of Duke Ellington's loveliest ballads in 1941, with the the Herman Chittison on piano and Dave Barbour on guitar, she had branched out on her own as a soloist.
2: soon we had to part the moment you had touched my heart and with you went my dream all too soon all too sweet was our affair and you put on Sweetness there What a shame That it's gone All too soon I knew the strange Delight That only you And love could bring But as I read bottoms fell from everything you should know as well as I our love deserves another trial for you whispered goodbye all to You whispered goodbye All too soon
7: It's Mildred Bailey with All Too Soon, with Frenchie Cavetti on double bass, Jimmy Hoskins on drums, Dave Babar on guitar, Herman Chittison on piano, and of course, Mildred Bailey on vocals, recorded June 13, 1941, and released on Decca Records. Now, usually I stop here to talk about the featured artist, but since we don't really have one on this record, we're just going to move on to more of these great jazz singers. Ivy Anderson sings Big Butter and Eggman, October 1946. Ivy Anderson was, by general consensus, the singer who fit in with the Duke Ellington band better than any of the Duke's other singers. She joined the Duke in 1931 and remained until 1942. Her cool tone and sure phrasing became a part of the overall Ellington sound. The Duke's orchestra proved to be the perfect setting for her, and after she left Ellington, she went into semi-retirement. Big Butter and Eggman, one of her rare post-Ellington recordings, was a black vaudeville song of the 1920s that worked its way into the jazz repertory when Louis Armstrong recorded it with May Alex, a black vaudeville singer in 1926. In fact, that very different version can be heard on the first volume in this collection. In fact, I played it in episode 10 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl and I do much prefer the version you are about to hear.
5: Working all day I want somebody Who wants me to play Pretty clues have Never been mine But if my dream comes true, Lord Then the sun's gonna shine Cause I want a butter and egg man. Don't some great Papa, a butter and egg man. Don't some great big butter and egg man want me? Don't some great big butter and
7: egg man want me? Big Butter and Egg Man with Lee Young on drums, Irving Ashby on guitar, Phil Moore arranging and on piano, Willie Smith on alto sax, Lucky Thompson on tenor sax, Carl George on trumpet, and of course, Ivy Anderson on vocals. It was recorded in October of 1946 and released on Black and White Records. Time now for this episode's interesting side note, and it has to do with the singer that opened this episode and all of her firsts. Ethel Waters... Was the first black woman to appear on radio on April 21, 1922. The first black woman to star on her own at the Palace Theater in New York in 1925. The first black woman to star in a commercial network radio show in 1933. The first singer to introduce 50 songs that became hits in 1933 the first black singer to appear on television in 1939, and the first black woman to star on Broadway in a dramatic play also in 1939. She is remembered as much for her fine acting as for her expressive singing, and even more for her spirit. Now let's move on to yet another great version of one of my favorite songs. Maxine Sullivan sings Blue Skies, August 6, 1937. Maxine Sullivan brought a very different note to jazz singing when she appeared in 1937. She was not a blues singer and not exactly a ballad singer. She swung folk songs in a light, cool, and airy voice under the guidance of Claude Claude Thornhill, the pianist. She hit with her very first record, Thornhill's Arrangement of Loch Lomond, recorded August 6, 1937. At that same session and with the same group of musicians led by Thornhill, including Frankie Newton on trumpet, Buster Bailey on clarinet, and Babe Roussin uh, taking the tenor sax solo, she recorded Irving Berlin's Blue Skies. Not exactly a fog song, although it is getting there. And wait until you hear how light the orchestra is playing their part behind her.
0: Skies smiling at me. Nothing but blue skies do I see. Blue birds singing a song. Nothing but blue birds from now on.
7: Maxine Sullivan with Claude Thornhill's Orchestra and Blue Skies with Pete Brown on alto sax, Buster Bailey on clarinet, John Kirby on double bass, O'Neill Spencer on drums. It was arranged by Claude Thornhill, who was on piano, Babe Rusin on tenor sax, Frankie Newton on trumpet, and, of course, Maxine Sullivan on vocals. It was recorded August 6, 1937 and was released on Vocalion. Records. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. I have always enjoyed pulling out records from this extraordinary collection. Yes, I'm usually grabbing the trumpet, New Orleans, and saxophone boxes, but I really do listen to all of them. And I'm really glad I got to pull this one out and really listen and appreciate the great singers we have heard during this episode. There are some really great versions of songs I have heard many times. Next up, we all have sins. Julia Lee sings My Sin, June 18th, 1947. Julia Lee was a member of a musical family that was very active in Kansas City in the early decades of the century. Her father, a violinist, led a trio, and her brother, saxophonist George Lee, led one of the best-known bands in Kansas City in the 1920s. Julia toured with her brother's band for 17 years, playing piano and singing. As a pianist, she had a rolling, swinging style very much like that of Mary Lou Williams. Her singing is a distillation of Kansas City vocal influences, including Jimmy Rushing's and Joe Turner's. My Sin, a pop song of the late 1920s, shows her surrounded by an all-star band that includes Red Norvo on xylophone, Benny Carter on alto sax, Vic Dickinson on trombone, and a coronetist who did not usually move in these musical circles, Red Nichols, who I just featured a couple of weeks ago on an episode of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl.
4: My sin was loving you Not wisely but too well Your sin was letting me And getting me in your spell Our sin was following love that could not be my sin is wanting you though you're gone from (laughs)
6: I'm <laughs> going
7: Julia Lee with My Sin. She was backed by Benny Carter on alto sax, Red Nichols on cornet, Red Calendar on double bass, Baby Lovett on drums, Jack Marshall on guitar, David Cavanaugh on tenor saxophone, Vic Dickinson on trombone, Red Norvo on xylophone, and Joe Howard, Lloyd Elliott, Milt Bernhardt, and Cy Zentner on trombone. Yes, that was a trumpetless horn section. It was recorded June 18, 1947 and released on Capitol Records. And now you know I can't do just six songs when we feature the Franklin Mint collection. So here's your bonus track. Anita O'Day sings Honeysuckle Rose, February 1956. There are parallels between Anita O'Day and Marianne McCall. They both started as dancers in the mid-1930s and both developed a husky, stylized manner of singing that had its roots in Billie Holiday. Miss O'Day came to prominence with Gene Krupa and made her best big band records with his band, notably her duets with Roy Eldridge, but also in a brief period with Stan Kenton in the mid-1940s, she established a style that was either copied or expected of most of the women who followed her into the Kenton band. She was one of the most completely jazz-oriented of the white band singers, and when she went out on her own, her jazz instincts were given even freer reign, as on this 1956 rendition of one of Fats'. Waller's most famous songs.
3: Every honeybee fills with jealousy when they see you out with me. I don't blame them, goodness knows. Honey sucker rose. When you're passing by, flowers droop and sigh. And I know the reason why you're much sweeter, goodness knows. Honey, subtle rose. Don't buy sugar. You just have to touch my cup. You're my sugar. It's sweet when you stir it up. Well, I'm taking sips from your tasty lips. Seems the honey fairly drips. Your confection, goodness knows. And you're my honey, honey suckerose. Every Every honeybee fills with jealousy when they see you out with me. I don't blame them goodness knows because you're my honey, honey. Flowers droop inside when you're passing by And I know the reason why Your are perfection, goodness knows And you're my honey, honey, honey Don't buy sugar You just have to touch my cup. You're my sugar So sweet when you stir it up on the avenue, people look at you. And I know just why they do your perfection. Goodness knows you're my honey. Every honeybee feels with jealousy when they see you out with me. I don't blame them, goodness knows. As my flowers droop and sigh, and I know the reason why. You're much sweeter, goodness knows, my honeysuckle rose. Don't buy sugar, you just have to touch my cab. You're my sugar. Sweet when you stir it out When I'm taking sips from your tasty lips Seems the honey fell it drips Your confection goodness knows You're my honey, is a rose You're my honey Honey, honey, honey You're my honey, it's a
7: Anita O'Day with Honeysuckle Rose. She was backed by Joe Howard, Lloyd Elliott, Milt Bernhardt, and Cy Zettner on trombone. Yes, that same trombone section. Paul Smith on piano, Barney Kessel on guitar, Joe Mondragon on bass guitar, Alvin Stoller on drums, and the arranger was Buddy Bregman. It was recorded February 1956 and released on Verve Records. And... There you have selections from the third record of the second box set of my dad's Franklin Mint collection. So thanks for tuning in to Volume 88, Greatest Jazz Singers Part 1, however you did. If you want more information about this show, head over to spinningmydadsvinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops as we continue Franklin Mint Month 4, Volume 89, Tatum on Keys. Until then, go with the flow, my friends.